G'day friends, it's Stacey Morgan here. If you're a busy businesswoman juggling your own journey of entrepreneurship, and if you're a fan of Regold's Dance Life podcast, then I know you'll love my podcast, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. We release episodes every week on a Wednesday morning. Listen and subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and joining me is the wonderful Regold. Hey, Ray. Hey, Stacey. How's it going? Really well, really well. It's good to talk to you. I love these conversations. We were just joking. We've been doing the podcast for four years now and we were joking about how we uh, have changed over that period of time, <laughs> how we used to be very methodical and uh, would you know would have pre-planning sessions. We'd send each other questions and topic ideas throughout the month, and we'd we'd get all excited. And now we just get on and chat <laughs> like old friends. <laughs> I like it this way. Me it too. took me a while to accept that it could be this way, and that we didn't have to strategize and plan every moment. And I, yeah, so I used to be the fly by the seat of my pants, more casual of the two of us, and you needed a bit more strategy and a bit more structure, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've become a fly you. by the, I've become a fly by the seat of my pants person. Who knew that was possible? Oh, uh, who knew that was possible? Absolutely. Well, if you are spontaneous and you're feeling spontaneous and you would like to spontaneously book yourself a trip to Las Vegas in July, you can join us for the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and that is sponsoring today's podcast episode. Of course, the conference is going to be bigger and better than ever at the MGM Grand. The first time I saw the MGM Grand. I thought I was in a movie. Like I thought it was a dream, Ray, because it's so ginormous. You stand on the street and look up at it and it's just this mammoth building. And so I can't wait to get there and to experience it with all of my dance teacher friends. Me too. And and you're right about the MGM Grand. I've always had this vibe of wow mm. when I saw the exterior of the building when I was in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm actually uh, excited and never expected to be there. So here we go, Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Let's do this. Cannot wait. If you haven't booked your ticket already, then please get in and do so. You can do it at regold.com. There's also a specific um, website address that I always forget, Re. For the conference. Uh, you could go to regold.com. You'll find it really easy. But it's also dancelifeconference.com. Either way, sense. you will get there and you will be on your journey to Las Vegas. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Picking out my outfits already. You know I like to pack early. Oh, yes. This is, this is a bit too early. <laughs> for, for our listeners, I've already seen one of the dresses that Stacy will be wearing this summer. <laughs> Got some pictures of it. And I'm going to say that I that was like three months ago we yeah. had to make that really tough decision. That really tough decision. I mean, you hadn't done the schedule or probably even asked me to speak. And I'm no, sending you pictures of my outfits. No, but I did what you were going to be wearing at the conference. <laughs> I mean, it's one less thing to worry about. We got that behind <laughs> us. True. 
I'm glad we're laughing um, because what we're talking about today is joy and we find a lot of joy in recording this podcast and in spending time together. But I find that when I speak to my coaching clients and I coach a lot of dance studio owners, that sometimes they get to a point in their business where they have really lost that joy. You know, so many of us start our um, dance studios in the first place because dance is the place that brings us joy. Our studio is the place that fills us up and makes us feel alive and is something that was with us during our childhood that helped us form and shape the person that we are today. And then it becomes our profession, then it becomes our whole life. And before we know it, sometimes, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but sometimes we can find ourselves down a road where we've lost a little bit of that joy. I agree with you there. This is another thing, though, is we can lose our joy and get it back again and then lose it again. Mm-hmm. And get it back again. I find that it's uh, can be owning a studio can be a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Almost it, it goes with the season. At least it's that way here in the states, mm. where you start off the season all ready to roll, and then when we get into the spring or early spring months when it's our deadlines it's our recitals it's our competitions it's a nasty email from a mom (laughs) and it stacks up on us and we lose it yeah we lose that joy we say why are we doing this but i also want to say this we ch- first, I let's get this out of the way. We did choose the best profession in the world. Yeah, it is um, simply the ability to notice notice that you decided what you wanted to do, and you are there now. How do you balance this so that when it is overwhelming? you get the joy back, whether it's something dance related that brings it back or you do something totally, what I'll say, normal like other people do. <laughs> and it brings the joy back. Yeah. And I think and I think it's important to find possibly both ways to be able to bring that joy back to your life, to be able to find and reignite that joy in and spirit in your work, but also to be able to find outlets that are external to your business and external to your studio that also bring you joy. What is it for you, Re, that brings you joy that's outside of your work? I love history. So uh, any kind of a museum, even a, even on television, any kind of a history program usually british history i love that i love traveling um nothing brings back the joy more than opening up a hotel room sliding door overlooking the ocean oh you painted a beautiful picture there (laughs) i i'm a guy who who tries i haven't done it this year i was better at it in the last couple of years that will look out three or four months and book that room on the beach in Mm. florida knowing that i'm gonna land in that 
much less joy place. <laughs> yeah. Based on the ride I've been on for the last whatever years and no. So I work really hard to find that non-dance thing and then take care of it early enough because we all tend to, uh, you do this, I do this, dance teachers listening do this. We'll make a schedule for everything that's going to go on during the season, what competitions we may be doing, events we're going to take our kids to, the shows that we're going to produce, the mm -hmm. camps we're going to run, but we don't schedule anything for ourselves. Yeah. And I'm better at that, that now. Yeah, I'm better at that now, but oh, in the early days, everything took priority over my joy. Everything took priority priority over my family and my family's joy. Trips away. You're exactly right. What do you do for joy when you're... You know what I do for joy, which is not something I expected, because if you would have asked me in my 20s what kind of person I was, I would say, oh, I'm 100% an extrovert. Like, get me on a stage, get me in front of people. But what I've learned, especially in the last couple of years, is that actually what I do for joy is be by myself <laughs> and hang out with nobody. Because I'm actually, I think, inside really an introvert. But I've lived this extroverted life because I think that's what's been expected of me in my role as, as a leader. But really what I've learned about myself is that what I need, what I crave and what really fills me up is time on my own. So just being able to, and it's hard, I've got three children so and two dogs now, the new puppy's driving me crazy um, and also a husband, um, but that is all very busy. So if I can schedule into my week when I know that the kids are at school or um, Henry's at preschool, I can make sure that I can schedule in that time for myself does wonders for my joy it means that I step into the studio as a better teacher it means that I you know meet and greet the kids and give them dinner as a better mum it makes a really big difference and if you'd asked me a couple of years ago I would never have been able to specifically pinpoint that but for me resigning to that and saying that that's okay that's okay that I've you know morphed and changed as a person and that this journey's brought me to here and that this alone time to read or to think or to just Lie by the pool is is, yeah. my, is my time. It's interesting that you said that because I too am like you, meaning I could get out on stage and do what it is that I'm supposed to do. It's It's like almost become routine for me. I don't get so nervous when I get out there. This is what I do. But I think I'm an introvert too. Mm. I absolutely love the alone, no commitments on that day, oh. nobody I have to talk to, yep. just like this is me. Nobody even knows I'm alone on that day. Nobody knows I exist. <laughs> and that could be two days. Yeah. And that is joy to me. I don't have to get up at a specific time. If I feel like I want to take a nap, I can take a nap. Oh, like, my gosh. All the mothers that are listening to this are just going, oh, <laughs> what heaven. But, Two days on your own, napping when you like, getting up when you like. You're speaking our language, Ray. <laughs> I don't think we, we do that enough. And wait, I, I also think there's some people who – 
think it's kind of weird or maybe embarrassing to be alone, to be alone with mm. your own thoughts, like to actually get on like I, that trip I was talking about going to Florida. I've often done it alone. Mm. People say, well, how do you do that? Like, are you lonely? I, it, the answer is no, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, isn't it cool not to have to say, what time do you want to go to lunch? What mm -hmm. time do we have to be here to just like whatever it is your vibe is telling you is going to make you happy or do or not do is all you have to worry about in this life. Mm. Unrelated, but kind of related. Before the season starts every year, my husband... And he knows that this is the pattern, right? So I, I go into the season, I'm in summer, everything's relaxed, I'm chilling, I'm, you know, doing some professional development, doing a bit of travel, having time with the kids. And then as we lead up to the starting date, I start to panic and I start to go, oh, I haven't done this and I haven't done this and I haven't done this. And so Heath has um, encouraged me over the last couple of seasons to take a weekend where I go and book accommodation, sometimes like five minutes from home, but I book into a nice hotel I take all of my work with me and I do it at my own mm. pace. I'm on my own. I order room service. I get so much done, but I also get time where I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to look at people. I don't have to interact. I don't have to feed anybody. <laughs> so it's just me that I have to take care of. And in that 48 hours, he has the kids and looks after their picks up, pickups and drop-offs and all of that that goes with it. And it just enables me to have that time to recharge. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about, you know, people saying, well, don't you get lonely? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's fantastic. Fantastic. I, uh, I, yes, yes, yes. I think you should ask Keith if he'd like to send some of our listeners on a weekend by themselves. <laughs> like he, he can give them permission. Absolutely. Permission and possibly take care of the room for them. Will, <laughs> will you talk to him about that? <laughs> okay. Would you like to fly to the other side of the world and take care of somebody else's children? He's very trustworthy, everybody. He's, he's a good guy. He doesn't even have to fly over. All he has to do is put his credit card on the room and we'll make sure that person <laughs> calls him to say thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll let him know. But I have, you know, I have friends who also run their own businesses and other coaching clients because I don't just coach business owners um, that run dance studios. I have accountants and I have florists and I have photographers and all sorts of people that I work with. And quite often they you know, when I say to them, what are you doing for joy? What are you doing to fill yourself up? They they say that they're doing a class of some kind or they're doing, um, you know, they're going on, they do like a park run where they everyone goes for a run together on a Saturday morning and, and things like that. And that's great if that fills them up. And I say, if that's your thing, yeah. absolutely. If you want to be surrounded by people, go for it. But it's also okay if you want to do something where you don't have to talk to anyone, you don't have to be on show, you can just be on your own and, ha and have that moment to yourself. And for mums that are juggling everything, I used to feel really guilty about putting my kids in front of a TV and just saying, here, you have an hour because I needed an hour just to be on my own. But now that's actually part of my routine and my kids are fine and they will be fine. And, you know, in terms of their screen time, it's it's not a major deal. But on a Saturday afternoon, they, they are definitely in front of a screen for one or two hours and I am having that... I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to 
I'm still in the building. <laughs> still looking you after know, them, but I have to I have that time. The, I get the the not having our kids on 24 hours a day, but I'm going to take you back 40, 50 years ago and say that we get up, my brother and I, on Saturday mornings and watch cartoons for three hours. Mm-hmm. We did too, my brother and I. It, it, mm, that was part of the routine. And I guess now I look at it and say, my mother wasn't watching those cartoons with us. So she was probably thinking, here's my time. Mm. Yeah. And she probably needed that time and good for her. Oh, I'm sure she needed it. <laughs> Two twin boys and all she wanted was a little girl. Oh. <laughs> I think that sometimes we feel guilty about taking any time out of our work life or out of our family life or um, out of the obligations we have to our community or to our church or to the other organizations that we support. Taking that time where it is just about us for some people is really hard. So what would you say, Reid, to people who know that that time could be valuable and they're listening to the things that we're saying about, you know, the balcony overlooking the beach and the time to yourself and they're going, oh, that would be nice, but I can't do that. What would you say to those people? Because I I think they, I think they can. I think they can too. I think it's, I'll describe it like this. I think sometimes it's a feeling of guilt to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I have you have three children. And so there are a lot of people who say, how could I do that for myself? I have to take care of my kids. Mm. How could I do that for myself? I can't afford that for myself. Though you can afford, if I can say it, that weekend that you travel a couple hundred miles or a hundred miles for the dance competition and you have to put yourself in a hotel room and you have to buy yourself the food you Mm -hmm. we justify in our mind that okay this is for business so then i can go out and have a nice dinner Mm. but if we if we said i'm going out for a nice dinner and i'm taking my best friend we'd probably think we couldn't afford that or that that wasn't an important thing to do. Mm. So more so it's like eliminate that guilt from, from, and it's easier said than done. Cause I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. Like just so people understand Yes, the show may be in two weeks and there's probably a million things to do. But if you're a smart person, you've delegated a lot of those things. And how cool would it be if it's two weeks before the show that you got a weekend off to be fresh? Mm. So that now you're going about the show not with your last bit of energy that's left <laughs> and all the stress seems bigger, right? Yeah. Um, but you go with it, you go at it with, wow, I'm rested. I'm uh, feeling good. My mind is clear. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. I can tackle anything. Mm. So I don't know if I answered your question. 
but I do believe that a lot of it has to do with us believing we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, Letting the voice in our head go that may be saying, well, people will think I'm abandoning them or they're going to think I'm spending money on myself and that I should be spending it on something else or the studio or buying new mats or whatever it is. I think we got to let that go because in order to be the best that we can be at what we do, we have to have a clear head. We have to, I don't know. Yeah, a clear head and energy. We've got to be energized. It's exhausting what we we do, the, the performance we put on as leaders, as teachers in our classroom and backstage, we have to be refreshed for that. You're absolutely right. I'm just not sure. I think what we do, and I've been guilty of this, is work, 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 up until whatever the goal was to get done. And then we are exhausted. Like, let's say we work, work, work from September until the June recital. Mm -hmm. That June recital is over. We can't move for a week. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. We we can't physically think anymore. We can't even enjoy ourselves. It's like a vegetative state Mm -hmm. because we over pushed to get to this point. Yeah. And I've been guilty of getting to the weekend before the recital and saying to Heath in the kitchen, I've just got to get through this weekend. I just need to get Mm. to Monday. And he... I'm guilty. I still say that about things. I'm guilty of that. I just got to get past this. Yeah. And Heath loves to remind me, hang on, isn't this the best part? Isn't this what you've been working so hard for? Isn't this the moment? And the first time he said that to me, it was 2019. I remember it so clearly because I was feeling just completely wrung out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was going to miss it. I was really going to miss it. And how many years am I going to go on and work so hard for these big moments and this, this what I feel is like the best part of my job and miss it because of that exhaustion? So... I've become better at putting in breaks and perhaps there's people listening now as we're heading into recital season that still have time to put a weekend aside the weekend before their show or two weeks before their show or a month before their show to have some time away, even if it's just overnight, even if it's just an afternoon to be able to recharge and get themselves in a position where they can show up and then enjoy it. Because we, you said in the beginning, we have the best profession in the world. Sometimes we are so exhausted we don't get to enjoy it. Yes, and I want to say just so no if people don't take you and say I, I, so literally that they can't do it for themselves. You can do it the day after the recital too. It feels just as good. Mm. Okay, so don't say, oh, well, I don't have time before it. You can do it two days later. Book it now. Book Do it, it for yourself and no guilt. Just, just you've made this decision. It's just as important to the success of your business as buying a new sound system. Mm-hmm. Put that on a t-shirt, Ray. Okay. 
Taking okay, care of yourself is just as important to well, your business as buying a new sound system. I love that. I, I want to say something about that. Your uh, example of the week before the recital and people can't wait till it's over. I once had a uh, counselor, uh, psychologist, ask me this question and it stunned me. I've talked about it before, but I don't know that I've talked about it on our podcast. I was talking about being overwhelmed. She asked me what was my favorite time of the year. And I said, the summer. And she says, so do you take the time in the summer for yourself? And I said, no, actually it is the busiest time for me. It's when I'm running my conference and now it's conferences, traveling for other events, etc. And here's where the silence came in. She goes, so how many summers do you think you have left? <laughs> and it stopped me in my tracks. Like, I don't want to tell you how many summers yeah. I think I have left. <laughs> But it made me think I can't keep saying to myself every year, one day I'm not going to be this busy in the summer. Mm -hmm. So I want to tag that along with this. Not being able to wait until the recital is over is probably not a good thing. You need to go in and enjoy this recital. Yeah. Recital number 27 that you have <laughs> just pulled off. Like that's something that we need to stop and, and try to have some great memories during the process. Appreciate that we made it to 27. We can't wish away or pass something. Mm. It's actually recognizing that this is a part of the joy that this whole conversation started with. Yeah. You dreamed one day you'd put on a recital. You dreamed one day you were going to order costumes for kids. Mm -hmm. You dreamed that you were going to pick music. You were going to choreograph a big finale with 200 kids. You dreamed of that. Mm -hmm. So don't miss out on your dreams. Ooh. <laughs> Who is right? <clears throat> Love it. That's it. But we don't have to say anything else. You just hit no, the No, I, I, I was wondering if that was, <laughs> if that was where we were going to end this. It's like, um, what else do we have other than work and joy? Mm-hmm. One needs to be just as important as the other. And I got to remember that when we get done with this podcast. <laughs> That's good. And there's your opening keynote right there. <laughs> re-listen to this. One thing I want our listeners to know, I am an expert at preaching what I think it should be, but I'm always a work, work in progress. Mm. 
when I say this and you say it, Stacy, I'm sure you feel the same way. We are seeking the joy and recognizing how important it is and it's slow steps mm -hmm. to get you there and a consistent reminder because it's so easy to get caught back in. And I'll say this, we're responsible. We created the business. We are responsible for how it runs, uh, the impression it's making. And th that's all a huge responsibility, but it can't be the only thing on our mind. Yeah. And we have to learn how to delegate and trust. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we did good today. So everybody listening, I want to say consider wherever you land next after this podcast, looking at your calendar and figuring out where you're going to fit in some joy. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'll say thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 